Hello there. I'm so excited you're here today. This is Vision Eternity Ministries, and my name is Lee Klein. We're talking about getting ready for Jesus. Jesus is showing us the reasons that we're not ready. And he's not coming because we're not ready, because it's not his will that one should perish. And he describes himself as the groom waiting for his bride. We have, he's, he's getting rid of all those blemishes, those spots and wrinkles by getting us, giving to us revelation knowledge. And so let's acknowledge him. Let him teach us who he is and how we are to look. Okay? So have ears to hear what he's saying to you. Even while we're praying, close your eyes and pray with me. Jesus, we acknowledge you. We thank you and praise you that you are getting out those spots and wrinkles in our dress. We thank you that you are giving us that garment that we will wear when we stand before you. Thank you for recreating us in your likeness, showing us what's important to you, how your kingdom, how your kingdom operates, what's important there compared to how we're living here. We thank you and praise you and give you all the glory in Jesus' name. You know, Jesus makes us uncomfortable. But I want to say, today, he's going to make you probably uncomfortable. He makes me uncomfortable. But, and it seems like a downside, and even like maybe he's trying to take away. But there's always an upside. So there's going to be an upside to this message tomorrow. So for now, we're going to talk about how Jesus sees us um, with these kinds of spots, me, myself, and I. He said, we live about us. It's us, our storehouse. Um, it's, it's not about anybody else. And in fact, if you aren't sensitive to him, you aren't going to even realize it's you, yourself, and him. Unless you're open to him teaching you, unless you have ears to hear, unless you get up every morning and say, Lord, change me, show me. And he doesn't show you everything at once. And, and for myself, I'm always so surprised that I didn't see myself that way. Maybe he didn't show you that your life is all about you, that you're happiest and you're on your way, you know, to, to living that life kind of like in the day of Noah. And then suddenly things change. And, you know, suddenly things can change here and now if you let them in, in your heart and, and just let them show you what you really look like, how different from him you look when you're supposed to look the same. And so I'm going to give you this little scenario. Um, you know, just say that you're you're on the way to the store and and you're thinking, you know, the things you're going to get that you need, maybe not today, but tomorrow. And maybe some other little treasures that you want to have. And so you're on the way in the store and then all of a sudden you see this man sitting on the sidewalk with his dog, maybe. And maybe you're the person that doesn't notice it, doesn't think twice of it, just goes in the store and gets your stuff. And um, maybe you're that same person that has a storehouse and you have a huge bank account, you know, and it's all about you and you didn't even notice them. You never gave it a second thought. And, and if that's you, I want to tell you that um, you missed it. You missed it. You, you, didn't, you didn't say, Lord, correct me. 
Revelation 3.19, he corrects those he loves. You didn't get up in the morning and say, correct me, show me. Recreate me in your likeness. Help me get rid of those spots and blemishes. And maybe you're the person that knows the Lord and you ask the Lord to correct you. And so as soon as you see that person, you get that feeling. All of a sudden, you, if you're sensitive to the Lord, you feel his compassion for that person and you know you're supposed to do something. And maybe it's easy for you. Maybe you prepared. Maybe your life isn't about just you. Maybe it isn't me, myself, and I. And you were able to help that man. But maybe you were the person that didn't prepare. You knew, but you forgot because you always have your mind on yourself. It's all about me. My life is about me. It's not about anyone else. It's about me. I got to take care of me. And so um, you see that person. And then all of a sudden you remember what Jesus said. What you do for the least of men, you've done for me. And if you don't do anything, you're cast out into the fire where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. So now all of a sudden your heart is beating. You can feel his compassion for this man. But at the same time, maybe you don't have that treasure on the earth where you can just do what this man needs. And so now you're in the store. You came to the store to get stuff for you that you probably don't even need tomorrow. This man doesn't have anything for today, but you're shopping for tomorrow and even that extra treasure. And you can't do anything. You know, and sometimes in that situation, if you're familiar with James 2.16, we'll read that. Sometimes in that situation, you pray for that person, you say goodbye, keep yourself well, and you're like, Lord, some, send someone to help that person. Have you ever done that? It's so silly. I mean, you're, you're thinking, who can I get to help this person? And the Lord put that person in your path. But then verse 17 says that you don't have faith, and so you don't help. It's really not as hard as we make it if we're sensitive to him. And so say that, that same third scenario, you're that person, you're in the store, and, and you knew, but you forgot, and you spent all you had on yourself, and you just came to get just a little bit, because this is all you have. You don't have this big storehouse that you can go and help this person. And, and so you're in, a, you're in your mind, you can't even think about the things you came to get. You can't even shop. And you don't even look at those racks that you were going to look at before or those shelves that you were thinking that one thing would be there that you could take home for a little treasure for your home. You can't even think about it. You walk right by it because you feel guilty that you have and that person doesn't have. You feel awful that that person doesn't have and that you don't have anything to give that person. And so I want to encourage you not to be that person that just goes and prays and walks away and there's nothing that I can do. But be the person that says, okay, Lord, I blew it. I didn't put anything aside to give to the poor, but I know that you have a plan. You have an idea. I know you put him in my path. 
I'm not going to just pray for him and send him on his way and hope that somebody else come along. What can I do? What can I do, Lord? And the Lord will give you an idea. You will be able to meet that person's need. He will show you what he wants you to do. It reminds me of a story that I heard that I want to tell you. There's a 16-year-old guy, and he was driving to church, and the Lord said, pick that man up. And he didn't want to pick him up. <laughs> Aren't we like that, me, myself, and I? And so he said, are you hungry? And he's like, yeah, well, I'll go get you something to eat. So I got him something to eat. And the Lord said, that was nice of you, but I asked you to pick him up. And so he said, do you need some money? And, and, and the man is like, yeah, I need some money. And so he gave him some money, and the Lord said, that was nice of you, but I asked you to pick him up. So he picked him up. And you know what was going through his head is, well, I want to go to church, and, um, you know, I don't want to be using this time. I just wanted to give him something and be on my way. But so he picked him up because he's sensitive to the compassion the Lord had for this man. And so this man started telling him he was walking to Florida. I don't know where they were. And um, that his wife died and this big, long sob story. And so then all of a sudden, the Lord said, okay, you can drop him off here. So he dropped him off there. And as he drove away, he looked in his rearview mirror. And he saw the man disappear. And suddenly he knew he was an angel. God is testing us. It's time for his return. And in the beginning, I said, you know, it always seems in the beginning of putting aside that really awesome story, not only are you being tested, but God is recreating us in his likeness. He's recreating us to be like him. He would never walk away from that person sitting outside the store. He would do. He would do good. He went around doing good. He would take care of that man. And those of us that don't even realize we're walking, I know there was a time where I never thought twice about a homeless person. I just, it, my life was just totally about me. And then he started showing me who I am and how that man, the first man that I totally ignored, meant so much to him. And I just went home and went to bed, and that man didn't have a place to lay his head. And I didn't care. I didn't even preach the gospel to him. I didn't mention Jesus. I didn't offer him a ride or a cup of coffee or anything because I wasn't even where that 16-year-old was. I couldn't even hear Jesus because it was just about me. And you might be in that place. You might have what someone else needs, but you, you, you can't even hear the compassion the Lord has. And then you think you're ready on that day when you stand before him. And, and what, what's he going to say? I didn't know you. You didn't have ears to hear. You weren't listening. You didn't know the compassion I had for that person that you don't even know that you walked by. Yeah, you have a bank full of money, but what are you going to do with it now?
Jesus is coming. His return is soon. And we're not only being tested, but we're being recreated in his likeness. He wants us to have compassion for that person on the street. And once he starts showing himself to you and how much he cares for that person, it's going to bother you. And it's good if it bothers you because that's when he can bring you up higher. He's recreating you to be like him. He's, gonna, he's helping you to do what he would do. He's helping you not to be about yourself. To love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul is the most important commandment. Care about what he cares about. Can you say that? I care about what you care about, Jesus. I care about that man because you do. Can you... Can he get you to that place? I know I used to say, okay, I know you care, so I care about you and I love you, so I'm going to care because you care. But then he starts growing you up to the place where you do care as much as he cares. He shows you his thoughts and his feelings. Isn't it something that the most second most important commandment is to love your neighbor, to love that person that God is so in love with? the one that he cares about, to love him as you love yourself. So the most exciting reward should be eternal life. But we don't even realize that when we walk by a poor person or we won't help someone in need, that eternal life isn't even in the plan for us. And so today I'm going to leave you with that. If you don't care, you will not have eternal life. And if you don't care, if you don't have ears to hear, it's no one's fault but your own. God said he made himself real to everyone. And so he's made himself real to you. And when you have that guilt feeling and you don't do anything about it, then you really don't care. And you really don't love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Right? So that's today's lesson. I wanted to read to you a few things. Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Do not gather and heap up store for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust and worm consume and destroy, and thieves break in and steal. But gather and heap up and store for yourself Treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust nor worm consume and destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. Where your treasure is, that will be where your heart is. Where is your heart? Is it most important to have all that money in the bank? Or is it most important to you to take care of the poor, to take care of that person God asked you to, to minister to that person? To store up for yourself treasures in heaven rather than on the earth. What's most important to you? And the answer to that will be, it depends. It depends. What you make most important in your life. Is it Jesus? Do you have compassion for what he did for you? And know that he wants you to lay down your life and do that same thing for others? Or is your life just about you? And if it's just about you, you're going to be like that rich man dressed in purple 
You didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. You just took care of yourself. And your eternity will be like like that. It'll be just about yourself. You won't be with Jesus. Um, I also wanted to read to you James. James 2.16. One of you says to him, goodbye. Keep yourself warm and fed without giving him necessities of body. What good does that do? How often do we do that? We're talking about that. Will you just pray for the person and walk away? Or would you take care of that person? Verse 17 says, also faith, if it does not have works, deeds, actions, or obedience to back it up, is itself is destitute of power, inoperative, and dead. So if you don't help the person because you're afraid your needs won't be met, that's what's being said here. And you just have compassion for that person, but you're so worried about yourself, so then you just pray that God would send someone else. Send someone. Send someone else. I can't do it. I'm afraid I won't have enough. Jesus wants to grow us up, and we got to get on our knees. You got to get on your knees and find out from him exactly where you are. Ask him to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. Ask him to correct you. Revelation 3.19, he corrects those he loves because he wants you to make it to heaven. He wants you to have eternal life. And if you really love him, then you're going to want to be like him. And you're going to want to do what he's calling you to do. But we're so busy worrying about what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, and what we're going to wear. We're so concerned with me, myself, and I that we can't lay it down and trust him. Like verse 17 says, have faith, trust him, and he'll work it out. He'll work it out. When you know the word and you feel guilty, say, Lord, help me to do it. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know what to do. Help me, and he will. Revelation 3, 20, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He's standing at the door. And he said, If you heed my voice, I'll come and live on the inside of you. It's not a prayer that you pray and then you walk away. You ignore the homeless. You just let any word that comes to your mind come out. You don't care. You just live your life here like the rest of the world. That, that prayer isn't going to work for you. But it's to commit to him, to be like him. Recreated in his likeness, care about what he cares about. To do the work he called you to do. To be his bride without spot or wrinkle. That's the plan. That's the plan. When you ask him to come live on the inside of you, that's the plan. That you would let him recreate you in his likeness and get out all those spots and wrinkles. Let him wash you with a word. Apply his word to your life. Do what he's telling you to do. There is a work to do. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled that you're waiting for Jesus. He's waiting for you to do his work. So let's pray and let's commit. And maybe you've prayed before, but you haven't committed. Let's recommit. Let me pray with you. Jesus, we thank you and praise you. 
we commit to you to do your work, to do whatever you would do, to care about what you care about, to be a part of your life. We commit to you, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. Thank you for teaching us. Help us to humble ourselves as you did and just care and do your work. Help us. We can't do anything without you. But we humble ourselves before you and commit to your way. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. So, if you said that prayer, get on your knees every day. Commit to him. Do his will. Ask him what you can do for him. Worship him. Acknowledge him. Keep your eyes open for what you have learned because he will help you to apply that to your life. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.